You're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, sponsored by StashMyComics.com and our local comic book shop in Roanoke, Virginia, BNDComics.com. And now, here's your hosts, Matt Barrett and Neil Rickman. Good evening, good morning, potentially good afternoon. Wherever you're listening to us, wherever you are, you're listening to Ape for Comics, episode 18. As always, I am Matt Barrett, and with me is... Neil Rickman here. Neil Rickman. And <laughs> yeah, my last name is here. Yes. <laughs> but Neil's not here. Neil, Neil Rickman here. <laughs> yes. And we're here to do what we do every week, talk about comic books. And every week, we do something... Well, most weeks, we do something called the Comic Swap. What's up for us this week, Neil? What did we trade? I am reading, as per your prescription, Deadshot of the 2005 Caliber series. Not Caliber, but DC, but the Caliber of 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and you were reading uh, Thanos' Quest, which uh, I think was a 90, I'll say. Yep, yep right, 1990. Yeah, and that was a, a great cosmic oldie but goodie, so. Yeah, we do the, usually we do little more current books but every once in a while we like to dip into the back issues and i'm really this, happy we did right I, now i am too because i think now was the time for it yeah <laughs> and it's got me excited about a, a lot more back issue stuff that we can sort of discuss later but for now now that you know what's up with that oh and special feature wise this week we're just gonna sort of talk about the industry in general where we think it's going I, i've got some some questions for you, Neil, as to your opinions about the future of the comic book industry, and and I think we can have an interesting conversation about that. Yes. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that. I know the mind's eye of the industry. I, what was the old guy? And there was a guy that used to do these things back in the back in the old times. The great Kreskin, or some of these guys that would come on and. Claim like on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, they you know claim they right. claim that they could see the future or whatnot. <laughs> we can't think of all their names, but they were great. Well, you're—I mean, you worked at a comic book store, so you are certainly one that could have you know be informative about the industry to a certain. Oh, degree. I wasn't. <laughs> so- <laughs> I wasn't trying to say that I was going to try and sell people some false ideas. No, uh, my mind works uh, in weird ways. I guess uh, <laughs> I would like to be able to know the future. I guess is what <laughs> I'm saying. I will tell you guys what I think is a possibility for the future. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're by no means experts, nor do we work within the industry. But you know, David this Blaine. Is, this is <laughs> this is a fan <laughs> podcast, so we can talk about what we want to. All right, we're going to – this isn't even a side track. We're going to third track here because I've already went to the side. Okay. We're going to third track here, and I'm <laughs> – just think about this for a minute. The The home audiences for things like those magicians who used to just tell them that the things of the future and have them believe it. Right. We have become such a skeptical audience now that it now takes the works of people like David Copperfield or – Chris Angel, David Blaine, and they do these fantastic, crazy tricks. Yeah, they, you know, it's no longer the, a guy just tells you what 
tomorrow's lottery numbers will be or something. And you yeah. think, my gosh. And he does it so <laughs> mysteriously. You're like, that's what they are. Yeah. You don't even question it. Right. So now you have to like levitate and chain yourself in like pools of water. <laughs> it's tough being a magician these days. Unless you're Mr. Miracle. Back yeah. to comics. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. Well, since we're back on the track of comics, let's go ahead and go into the news. And what's going on in the news? Basically nothing. <laughs> that's right. Here's your box of nothing, y'all. Yeah. That's have, what the news is. I mean, we're right in the middle of some of some pretty thick things here. We've got Villains Month, which feels like Villains Year to me over at DC, and um, Infinity, which I know you've been enjoying. And so I think neither of the big two are really coming out with a whole lot. I think we mentioned last episode of some of the Marvel titles coming out. Didn't we touch on that? Uh, some of the Marvel new now. <laughs> I still can't get over that. The name. now now. I seriously when? thought you were joking. The just now. Marvel just now. <laughs> when did it happen? Just now. The, we just <laughs> missed it. <laughs> Baseballs. So, for those of uh, you who don't get the uh, reference, go, go watch Spaceballs. Not now. Then watch it. Then we can't go back. No, <laughs> nor should we. So yeah, there's not much going on. Uh, a interesting bit of news that I wanted to bring up was recently on the Thor sequel, um, and they weren't too shy about saying this. They had a little bit of problem with some scenes and flew in Mr. Whedon for I don't know what a day or something. You think that's right? I could definitely see them saying, hey, there's just a couple things that aren't coming off quite right. It's not in the realm of, of your vision. And they probably just said, yeah, just fly him in for a couple of days and let him clean up the scenes. So Now, I'm wondering how this actually occurred. Whether <laughs> the writer was like, I think this is good. And they were like, no, we're bringing in Whedon. <laughs> or if it was like the writer himself was maybe, you know, like at a block or he wasn't quite happy and couldn't work it out. And so he was like, can we get Joss? Yeah. Cause he's going to be working with this in Avengers possibly. Right. And um, that, it might've been a conscious decision for them to say, Hey, if you're stuck on anything, if, if something doesn't feel like it's vibing with, with the whole bigger picture of what we're trying to do, don't hesitate to call him in, uh, you know, better him do that than to, to screw up a movie and not have it, you know, fit with, larger puzzle that they're trying to create right well and it, i'll tell you this i read uh the new god of thunder just today that came out last week mm -hmm. and i the, it's all about the malekith or the dark elf guy that it's going to be uh the main baddie in the right. new movie they're working him in now jason aaron and uh can't make of the artist but he was doing some pretty bang up awesome art on that i thought mm -hmm. and i'm interested yeah. and i'm interested to see now that i'm reading some of the comic fiction um how well it lines up with this and if they capture the feel i got from it so mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a very epic uh, almost like you're back to playing D D feel uh, they just came out of a crazy uh quotes in the air here god butcher gore the god butcher arc um, end quotes there. Um, <laughs> no more quotes. But um, 
it, that that was a such an epic story. I was wondering what they're going to do afterwards. And now I guess uh, I'm not sure whose decision it was to go this close to the movie, whether it was a joint decision for Marvel and Jason Aaron or Marvel's like, you need to do something with this guy. So Jason Aaron's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. But uh, so far, I'm very interested. Hmm. Because when I first was thinking, uh, when I saw the previews, like, oh, Dark Elves versus Thor. Right. Wait a minute. That's That doesn't really, Thor's going to squish them. Now, these <laughs> are some pretty uh, bad A uh, dark elves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like these guys aren't messing around. Uh, they're they're elite dark elves. They're above the what you would consider just smushed by a hammer dark elves. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about Thor two. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I was excited for Thor two, but I was like, how are they gonna go from the god of mischief to like some dark elves is like yeah. the threat. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they readily explained that within uh, this issue. I guess that's. Maybe they were like, "Hey, Jason, let's uh, let's let them know what's up with Dark Elves for real." And he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> so, I'll just I'll just shoot this out there. This is kind of a spoiler for the issue, but a guy gets bit by a spider creeping into hell, trying to free <laughs> trying to free the big baddie because the Dark Elves these bad Dark Elves want him free, and he's basically been trapped in hell by Odin. He gets bit by a spider, but he doesn't want to make any sound. So as he's about to scream, he cuts out his own tongue. That Ouch. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so um, that was not PG at all. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> um, it's pretty 13 there. So hey, but that's what me, happened. You're, so. you're, you're in the know. You're reading New Avengers, aren't you? Number 10? Yes. Who is this Thane? Well, obviously I know who Thane is, but uh, apparently Thanos has a son. Named Thane, is that? Is I uh, I didn't catch his name actually reading it. And I might have missed it, but yeah, he does. He does have a a kiddo, which they're. I don't know if this is spinning out of the Jason Aaron Thanos Rising, which it could be. But at one point, uh, death, or perhaps even even just the figment of uh, Thanos's imagination, or whoever's pulling his strings, whether it be death or just his drop dead Fred or whatever. Right. Um, that's imaginary friend for those that don't know that <laughs> that movie of the nineties. Oh gosh, um, it's terrible. Basically, had commanded him at one point to wipe wipe out all his seeds. Apparently, Thanos, uh, in between killing, uh, made a lot of babies across the universe, and either his imaginary friend or death itself was not cool with that at a point. And said you need to take care of them all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if they're kind of going back into that with this, like, oh, I missed one. Right. Can't miss miss this kid, because my imaginary friend or, or death itself told me that's ah, weird. I don't know. We'll talk about some things with Thanos coming up with our uh, swap. So yeah, definitely, and and that's a great time to to mention uh, the whole uh, great time for us to read this book rather because we are in the middle of infinity and and maybe. There's some of you out there like me who who hadn't read some of the past stuff, and and you get to we get a good taste here coming up of, of just what a jerk Thanos is, basically. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there should be a shirt with him on it, just standing. It says jerk. <laughs> awesome. I'd buy that shirt all day. Okay, let's make it. I'd buy it infinity. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> well, that's about all the news I got. I mean, there's. <laughs> We'll end it on a dumb joke now. Yeah, it's super slow, but that's okay. I mean, 
the comic world rolls on. So the beat goes on, as Macho Man would say. The beat yes. goes on. We don't have enough tassels on for this episode. You're not wearing any, I don't think. I'm not. So. No, no tassels, no <sighs> large sunglasses and bandanas. Oh. I do have the receding hairline, however, so <laughs> I can match him on that. Get you some some madness. Yeah. Madness. <laughs> All right. Let's roll out of the news and go into our first review. Which is going to be Deadshot. This was a miniseries in the year 2005. Way back in the year 2005, you see, before this whole re- reboot thing. There was an awesome Lawton. There, there was. was. A, uh, there was a Lawton with a mustache. And the basic premise of this story, we're, I'm not going to go too much. Well, I don't know. Should we go into detail this, on this one? I read all five of these. We're not doing just number one. We're doing right. all five. All I'm five. not going to spoil it too much because I'm recommending everyone go out and pick this up. Yeah. Um, if Partic- this were, uh, if this were something I could chop up and snort, I would because it's that <laughs> good, right? Not that I'm a drug user. Again, not PG. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of book that I mean, it's not very kid friendly, obviously, but if you read no. Secret Six, this goes along nicely with it. It's not even written by Gail Simone. I'm gonna. I don't you you can go ahead and correct me on this. I think this is a, above the adult that was in Secret Six. This Perhaps. book yeah. went a little crazy, yeah, on the adult side, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even have. Uh, it's back in that precious time of <laughs> they didn't have anything on it. Yeah, they didn't have a parental advisory on this book. Nothing. Nope. I mean, it was serious um, sexual references. Uh, People getting hurt real bad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of like okay. What is Deadshot's power? Oh, he shoots people. No, it's people getting hurt real bad because that's what happens in this book. And we get a great look of. I, I mean, I really think Deadshot could could be a a big carrier for them in terms of a single title if they would let him become sort of that Punisher type character, and that's what he is in this book. He's he's, he's a, above that for me. Yeah, or even that, he, because he can shoot so well. <laughs> I mean, Punisher's a good shot, but he's no dead shot. I love Punisher, okay? Yeah. I'm a huge Punisher fan. Love him to death. I don't get what out of Punisher what I get out of dead shot. Right. I get... This is like, okay, if Bruce Campbell, in his heyday, decided he was going to be an expert marksman and just not care about much of anything, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just go and... Take jobs to kill people. Yep. Because that, to me, I don't know. Correct me. Would you think Bruce Campbell would make an in his younger days with the mustache to a company? <laughs> what don't you think after reading this, he would make a, a superb Deadshot? Oh yeah, yeah. This totally um, needs to be a movie. I mean, it's it's so basic in its premise, and that's what I love about it. It's is it's just Deadshot. He goes into this town. He has a relationship with the lady there. Um, the town is. It's terrible. It's like it's like the, the triangle they call it. Yeah, the neighborhood you don't want to go through. It's riddled with drugs and crime There's, and these yeah. different crime factions fighting over the territory. Correct. Right, and they had the uh, the three. That's why they call it the tri the triangle. There's three crime factions. They had they had the Mexican crew. 
the African American crew, and then the Russians. The Russians of course, yeah. no no gang war can be complete without the Russians. <laughs> so um, I think they hit every stereotype they could. Yeah. Um, but he goes in there, you know, to to basically clean up this neighborhood inadvertently. Really, uh, he well, he goes. He doesn't. He goes in there for a certain reason to clean up that neighborhood, and I think it's a big spoiler to give away why. True. But I don't know if we can avoid it uh, in this, but I'm going to try. You should pick this up. It's just the, the banter is amazing. It's by uh, Christos Engage, who you will know from Avengers Academy fame, which I absolutely love the series. Uh, Stephen Cummings does art, and then Jimmy, uh, the legendary Jimmy Pomelotti does the inks. Uh, and I actually thought, you know, while the art wasn't my absolute favorite art ever, mm-hmm. um, I thought it fit this book, this book, this book perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I really did think it fit perfect for this title, and it was, it was great. Um, there's, <laughs> I would say there's brief nudity in some of these pictures, however, for some of the women, um, because there's not much, if anything, left of the imagination uh, right. as far as that. And I, that might be a Pomelotti. Uh, influence because i know mm-hmm. he likes his women's but yeah it's a bit what, crazy what i love is and i'm not gonna give too much away but but at the end it reminds me a lot of the the secret six story when when all the c and d list villains come in to, to take out the um i almost said x-men to take out suicide squad <laughs> yeah same they... thing going on here these people hate deadshot he screwed them over one way or the other and um all these crazy looking, like I said, C and D list villains come to try to take him out, and and it's just awesome. Yeah, they give a, they let you know that Lawton's not as heartless, maybe in this title too, yeah. as you might think him. They really delve in his character, and I don't think I even, I think that they did that. I think Gail did. I, I don't know. I don't want to say that Gail didn't dive that deep with this character, maybe because of this series. Right. I don't know what she had read or what she had uh, went on. Because she did with uh, Thomas Blake, Catman, mm-hmm. in Secret Six at a point, what was done in this series to me. Mm-hmm. She really uh, filled that character out, gave him a history. And this series does that in spades. You really... <laughs> this this insufferable character becomes sufferable at a point. Yeah. <laughs> And let's go but down not, the list of, of, of the people he's fighting here, because I don't think I was familiar with any of these guys. You got Deadline, Javelin, who were partners of Deadshots, who he abandoned when missions went bad. I want to say this guy's name is Shrek, but it's obviously not, you know, the Shrek, the big green guy. Pathfinder, Sudden Death, Deadshot killed their friends like he was putting out cigarettes. Sidewinder, Metamorpheus, Caliber. Lawton shot them and left them to die. Um, so these people aren't happy with the old Deadshot. He's not the greatest partner. Deadshot looks out for number one. I think we all kind of know that to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. Well, to a certain degree. Right. Except when it is dealing with loved ones and in Secret Six case, his beloved team. <laughs> but well, this is yeah. all kinds of fun, and I... I'm surprised. I discovered this a while back um, through Comixology, but I actually, uh, when we were at our last show, I picked up one through five, missing number four, and I still didn't get to pick that up digitally. So 
I believe that one had green arrow in it. It did. It had a great rapport between those two. Yeah, I thought that would it, be pretty interesting. Um, it's definitely worth uh, if you can't find it, if they if it can't be found, and you can't get the uh, pulp edition of that to get it digitally. It's very much worth it. Um, just to round that out, it, it's it's got to be one of my favorite miniseries of anything ever. Period. Cool. And that's that's to put it in K five standard or anything ever. Period. Um, <laughs> but well, we we pick stuff up a lot just because we love the characters, but it's but it's not always a home run. In, in this case, I think it was, you know. And and uh, not and I want to make clear, I wasn't knocking the art in this at all. I think the facial expressions are akin to one of my fav- very favorite artists, uh, McGuire. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of his first name. He was my I want to call him Mark McGuire, but that's a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The facial expressions are made. Stephen Cummings really does a great job of the expressions. Um, and Christos, as as always, it's not just the lead he gives these great personalities to. He's very He writes his banner very well. He personalizes each person, no matter how small the part they play. All the support in this book is strong. Even the guys that are, like, really lame villains have great <laughs> banner, I think. Um <laughs> I shouldn't call him that because I love Secret Six so much, and that's in a lot of people's category lame villains. But yeah, uh, Firebug, that's lame. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those weird, he's kind of little wispy looking wings. Oh, and Deadshot addresses how lame he is. I love yes. it. It's <laughs> the, you do yourself if you just want to forget how hard a day's work's been. If you want to forget, you know, some of your troubles for the day. And, you know, whatever you usually do, the alcohol or whatever you do at the <laughs> end of the day, um, I'd, I'd say go pick up a comic. Here, go, here goes Dare, Dare School Neil saying, don't do drugs, kids, do comics. Because <laughs> this, well, and it's not a kid's book either. No. But, you know, for the large kid and all of us adults, go pick <laughs> this up. Let's go ahead and score it. What do you give the story? Ten. Ten. Ten story. All right. Ten. Art's give... a solid nine. Okay. I give the story a nine. It, like I said, and that might just be because I'm missing issue four. I might have I might have broken it up, but it I is mean... that's that's definitely some touching um <laughs> moments and to yeah. say that about Deadshot, I'm like <laughs> it's just it's very ah, it's good. Art-wise, I'd say solid eight. Like like you say, I mean, the facial expressions are tremendous. Uh, it's pretty bright and airy for being such a dark book. I like that. Um, some oh, of I, the stuff's a little, how would I say, wonky-looking. Like I particularly love some of the violence that is and how colorful. And I, I guess I should give the shout-out to the colorist. Colorist, yes, colorist. <laughs> colorist, yes. Um, and I'm trying to find that. That's because... James Sinclair. Thank you. Yep. And uh, he does a fantastic job just bringing, <laughs> making all of those wound uh, punctures pop. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, the violence really shines in the color there. <laughs> but uh, I would pick up something any of these gentlemen worked on in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I'm very, thank you for the recommendation. Oh, no problem. It's... It's one of my very favorites at this point. It, it belongs for me. It's this good, and the folks that have listened or folks that know me knows that it's strong. If I say it belongs 
in your Secret Six collection. Yeah. Like, I know Gail didn't do it, and if Gail decided she never wanted to come back to Secret Six, if it never happens, but if it does, and they're like, we'll get Christos to do it, I have all the faith in the world that he could do a good job on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets Lawton, and Lawton's a big deal. You got to get him get to get the rest of the Secret Six right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy if they just brought him and Catman back for a buddy book for five issues like this. Like, a, yeah. or, you know, four or five issues, some kind of mini. Even just to say, uh, you know, after the after this 52, if it ever ends, does. I don't yeah. know. It might not. I wish they would do like a, like have their own Max series and do a Deadshot Max kind of book. This was it for me. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's as close as you're going to get to a Max book. Sure. I, I mean, there was some crazy stuff. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> what is it? Did he just, did, what is she wearing? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, wait. But, um, yeah, I wanted to say that I, uh, week, maybe last week or the week before, I had talked about the Deadshot Villains Month book and saying that they had a nice attempt there. Mm-hmm. After reading this, uh, I'm going to do a backseas. I really feel like that. They're hurting so bad. Yeah. Like, and I, and that's sad. I mean, we'll talk more about that maybe as we talk about the state of the industry, but I, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's flip over to the next book because I want to say thank you for this recommendation because it it's odd. I mean, we, we kind of know what each other likes, but, you know, we recommended some things that, um we've liked well enough but haven't continued on with and obviously this is a book of the past um in thanos's uh or the the thanos quest but i mean i enjoyed this immensely and it, i enjoyed it so much I, i'm going to be getting um the infinity gauntlet and, and reading through some of that stuff just this is just cosmic fun i the art is amazing to me i love this bright 90s cosmic art it reminds me of silver surfer it's got crazy characters in it and to a certain degree i don't know if if you felt the same way but the adventure thanos goes on here reminds me of sort of an almost like an alan moore kind of thing in, in certain ways in a way like some of the swamp thing stuff that happened <laughs> yeah i could see that like it's and the psychedelicness of this book i mean when he's flying through these other dimensions and you see like swirly designs and, and eyeballs and fire and water and it's just like what is going on? It's I wanna amazing. I wanna point I wanna draw out like okay, you got this digitally like I did because it's a hard to find book, you know. I yeah. love supporting B and D. but it was kind of like a I got this recommendation. I'm not gonna take credit for this. Uh, David Dumere, who is a local talent who worked uh, on a book called Resurrection. He's done some other work, I believe, in the industry. I could be wrong there, but I know him for Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a, uh, a a creative meeting of the minds at a group called Blam here in Roanoke. Um, and we were talking about Thanos Rising, because I, I didn't have too much of a problem with it, and he had tried it and didn't like it. And I was like, why? He's like, well, he's like, I really like Thanos, and I'm picky. And I was like, okay. And he talked to me about Thanos Quest. I was like, I've got to try this out and see. I'm going to say the same thing I said about Deadshot. This made me go, well, Thanos Rising wasn't really something I wanted. <laughs> it wasn't. It just did that. I was like, oh, man. But yeah. and but I wanted to also point out, look at those stars. Like in oh, the, yeah. If you look on the, the cover, you get, you see that classic cover? Mm-hmm. 
on the digital there where yeah. it's like Thanos standing and his boots are stars. Yes. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And then if you go just inside there, the skies and the artwork in that. Oh yeah. It'd make it an amazing poster of, of Thanos, like overlooking space, standing on his little, whatever that device is that gets him around and several planets underneath him as he, he looks out into the cosmos, just ready to, to destroy. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. But the basic premise of this story is that Thanos wants to be, well, he's, he doesn't really let, let on um, to death, and death is a character in this, but I think he wants to be closer to death. And the way he decides, uh, she has charged him with the job of taking out half the universe. Am I correct in my ramblings? The half, yeah, I think that's a good start. Yeah, she wants the balance. She wants yeah. half the universe dead. That's so, what she calls yeah. balance. So things have to get back in balance. He decides, hey, I've heard about these infinity gems. If I get and harness the power of all these gems, I can do my job more efficiently. Will you allow me to go on this quest? Yeah, because we all know efficiency is what he's all about. Yes. <laughs> so the six soul gems is what he's going after, and they're all in the hands of, of various different characters. And that's what makes this book so great is you know from the beginning, okay, there's six definite uh, points to this book. We're going to meet six different people and see how in the heck um, he's able to, to get the soul gems away from these people. I love how wherever they're supposed to be, like where Death's throne room is at, it looks like some kind of warehouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a knock on the art. It's just that time of book, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't really, you know, the the throne looks awesome. There's all these skulls, <laughs> they, you know, but the the walls in the back, I'm just like, what are they doing? Like, it looks they just like a like curtain work? or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're hiding the, like, the clutter that's behind death. It's like they're at a tie-dye shop suddenly. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe death is like an extreme hoarder, and behind <laughs> there, she, she covers up all her little knickknacks. Of know. souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she... Uh, is further employing odd creatures. There's like a rat in a gladiator out uh, outfit. Is that a rat? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. He's something. He and looks like something like a, from He-Man or Thundercats. Yeah. And then there's a zombie-looking dude, and and uh, they're kind of her bodyguards or maybe her I, servants. I, the way we're talking about it, I guess we might make it sound a little less epic, but no, please, the epicness... Even the rat is epic. Oh, yeah. They all have a way of speaking. The, the dialogue in this book is just <laughs> epic all across. It's entirely dramatic and epic the whole way through. Yeah, I'd say if if you are not familiar with, with Thanos, and, and I definitely wasn't before this book, he's very much, he holds a warm spot in my heart if, if such a dastardly villain can do that. But kind of like Doom, in that he's so over-the-top confident um, so assured of himself that that it, it comes off as is both epic but humorous to a certain degree at the same time. But you it do does. wind up hating him in this book quite a bit. This the things that he does to these poor <laughs> holders of the gems. Is, well, is they're terrible. not they're not like spring chickens either. These no. guys aren't like saints. These are pretty jerkish people themselves. But Thanos comes off as such a jerk himself. <laughs> That you actually feel bad for the other jerk. It's yeah. sad. It's really crazy how 
I mean, he honestly, I mean, I don't know what kind of trophy you get, give someone for being like ultimate jerk. Right. Like who's the most ultimate jerk in pop culture you think? Cause he deserves to have his own establishment of donating this, this tr- or giving this trophy to Thanos for being ultimate comic jerk. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think like, <laughs> I don't know. A Kanye West award or something like there you that. Go. Like here, have a Kanye for being biggest jerk of the Marvel <laughs> universe. Now, I, I mean, I guess his other is like Dark Seed. If we were to jump lines, is Dark Seed supposed to be like? Is that like the Thanos of the DCU? I think so. Those are the two I always sort of get confused in my mind at times. I, I think Thanos has him hands down beaten attitude jerkiness. Yeah. Sad. Now, first he's going after, who is this, the in-betweener? <laughs> yes, the in-betweener. And he's stuck in, a, in like, a prison bubble. And... Between chaos, what is it? He's between ca- the Lord of Chaos and the Lord of, like, uh, Balance or something? Like that. No, I can't, I remember, I'm trying to get this straight, because they were really weird cosmic entities. Yeah. Let's see. Um, da, 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 da. I don't remember what he says. Let's just say he's stuck in a bubble and Thanos wants that jewel on his head and he has to figure out a way to do it. And it's it's La- it's Lord Chaos and Master Order who okay. are two gigantic heads because anything from that time period that is that awesome are two gigantic heads. Right. Sorry. <laughs> and without giving too much away, you know, he figures out a way uh, to get this one of the the gems from him and and not only does he kick the crap out of him but he leaves him in such a state where he was much worse off than he began with so he likes to play mind game not only is he going to physically hurt you but he will also uh, play mind games with you and leave you well, he, worse off he than kinda before he kind of suckers him in yeah he may, he keeps he shows up he's got all this power now that death's allotted to him that they don't know about. So they, they just treat him like a punk and he lets him for a good bit and he draws him in. And in like with the in-betweener, there's like a huge pimp slap, <laughs> not just a great panel where he pimp slaps the heck out of like the in-betweener. It is amazing. That's a Miami connection hit if I ever saw one. Oh yes. Like smack how, but he does that to a lot. It's not just pimp slaps. He just does crazy mean things to these guys. Yeah. That, He's like, well, I'm going to take your gym and your dignity. <laughs> and he does that for every one of them. And so next we get a good fight here with the champion. <laughs> and the champion has long pink hair. The ultimate warrior. Yes. A gem in his head. And he's a very large man with red pants. He does, He's not much for matching. But if you're the champion, I guess you you don't really care. No. He looks weird to me. He has no shoes. He just he has is, tights. I don't know if he was made in the <laughs> 80s or 90s, but he looks like a perfect cross between the two, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah. 80s, 90s character. <laughs> and so we get a great, great fight scene between these two that lasts oh, oh. for like several pages. His collar's popped. Just yes. going to point that out right now. <laughs> you don't see fight scenes like this anymore. You don't. You know, and I kind of, now, it. I'll take that back for a minute. Planet Hulk, you kind of got something like yeah. this, but this was like the OG of it. And so, long story short, he he bests the champion. And who is the next 
unlucky individuals. I see now we got the gardener next, and I feel sorry for the gardener because he's just like a, a hippie guy, looks like a biblical character wandering around making things pretty. Yeah, he's a retired jerk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like not a jerk Th anymore. Thanos' story. He's like, I expected him to be much more jerky, basically. And right. He wasn't. He he was nicer to him for a minute, and then like, because he gave him an option. He really yeah. gave the gardener an option to just walk away, like the humongous and the road warrior. They have a very cordial conversation, and they sit down on a couple benches. And Thanos comments on the the beauty of this planet that he's made. <laughs> And then he's just like, you're going to give me the gem. And he's like, no, sorry. And Thanos <laughs> is like, no, I'm sorry, because now I'm going to have to kill you. Oh, my <laughs> God. I just realized. Have you ever seen The Usual Suspect? Yes. He is the Kaiser Sose of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. There you go. That is Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Because he comes in looking at like, all right, I'm not going to spoil that movie, but he he does that. Yeah. He totally makes you think he's not that strong. He's that strong. <laughs> so that ends the first book. So we get three characters a book. We're going into the second book here, and now we face a book, a, a, a guy that I thought would be fun to have his own book by the name of The Collector. <laughs> and this is a guy with just a gigantic museum of mutant creatures and all kinds of forms of life, and he's just collecting uh, and if he was ever in a movie, I would hope and pray Christopher Walken portrayed him. <laughs> he does look like Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's Christopher Walken, y'all. Because <laughs> it'd be hilarious to hear him go on about, like, yeah. I've got these things that I collect. <laughs> They're behind cases that you can't get into. <laughs> but bad. I know where they all are. That's a bad Christopher Walken. Anyway, it's hard to do. It's hard to do that perfectly. You did. You, did you all have right. to have that Boston accent down, and I don't. Oh, uh, it's tough. But yeah, he's got all these beautiful creatures, and he's his whole deal is is collecting creatures, and so this is where it gets a little confusing for me. Okay, because we kind of skip over him, don't we? He uh, well he. <laughs> He went and uh, tried to make a deal with him. That's right. He kind of called him up on the cell phone and said, Hey, what's going on, Collector? I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. Can I drop by? Kind of thing. He <laughs> likes the Collector because the Collector is on par a jerk with Thanos. Like, right. He's like, he's as jerky as me, so I'm kind of cool with him. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I, get, I tell you what, I won't just take your gym, even though I could. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'll trade you something that you, you'd really like for it. And he's like, okay. If it's something I'd really like, we'll do it, right? We'll do the trade. That's right. It's it's more mind games. You'll have to forgive me. I, it's been a while since I've read this. And I don't absorb things very well. Yeah, so he goes to find something to trade, and obviously he has a plan in mind, and he meets up with... Uh, who is this guy? I forget. Who's the next The dude? runner. That's right. It's the runner. It's something like that. And just he a is runner. A, he is I a, thought he was like the messenger or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, they all have a, very cosmic, all-encompassing names. Yeah, he's he's big and golden and has '80s hair and some sort of a white uh, tunic. <laughs> but when you're the runner, you don't That's need fine. a lot of clothes. You know, you you got to be loose down there. So. <laughs> 
Keep it loose. Sorry about the mic pop there. You caught oh, me off guard okay. on that one. And so the runners run in circles around Thanos, and he actually is kind of ticking Literally. him off. Yeah. And he's he's a cocky kind of fellow. And um, let's just say Thanos finds a way to put him into his place, package him up, and uh, take him to the collector for the, the fair trade. Yeah, that's his swap. <laughs> Your soul gem for the runner as a baby. <laughs> baby runner. Oh, uh, he does some mean, mean things to the runner because the runner is honestly like the cockiest guy that you'll meet this side of like, I don't know, Chuck Norris. <laughs> I don't like. And I love the collector. He's so happy with this gift. He's like, come to me, my child. And he's holding this little baby, smiling. And he's like, I don't know what you want with the gym anyway. He's like, I've studied it for years and it's worthless, you know. <laughs> Thanos knows better. Yeah, because the collector doesn't really, once he collects something, he's like, I'll just put it in my case. Yeah. And then, <laughs> of course, the ultimate swerve where uh, the runner is no longer a baby and he just lets uh, the runner and the collector sort of fight it out. <laughs> and leaves. Yes. I bid you farewell, elders. <laughs> May all your differences be small ones. Oh, that's hilarious. Jerk. Jerk. You can hear the toilet flush as he leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's that kind of person. He would come into your house, take take the worst bowel movement known to man, flush the toilet, and just leave. And do that that creepy skeletor skeleton face smile walking yeah. around. <laughs> like Burt Reynolds as Thanos. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, eh? Bye. <laughs> so now we're left with the Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster uh, is a blue-skinned gentleman with a <clears throat> gigantic yellow collar and some pointed hair horns to match. And he has matching yellow slippers, too. The guy that played his Agent Smith should play as him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also Lord Elrond and Lord Rings. And now Lord, we have Lord, a great... Lord Rings. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Sorry. That's right. And this guy's awesome because he's got two chairs set up uh, and a floating chess board. And so him and Thanos... And nothing else. Yeah, they're going to play chess for the gem. But this guy's pretty smart. He thinks he can take on Thanos. Am Um, I wrong? What? Did this guy do... uh, Didn't he set up the uh, Secret War, the original? I don't know the history of I think he he might have, but uh, all right. I, that's sidetrack Neil there for you. Sorry. Right. But I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a chessboard, but they don't really play chess. They they put on these heads headsets and it was well, chess, but it's almost like a virtual reality chess game. And and they have a good fight scene, but we all know how this is gonna end poorly for the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this guy, and he knew this guy would give him more of the run for his money, and you see some interesting things going here. Yeah, But this just shows you, I mean, obviously this book shows you what what a threat Thanos is going to be, but also that even without these gems, he's two and three steps ahead of everybody. And these guys that he defeats, they're they're funny to us just because they look funny, but they're no slouches in the galaxy. And he takes them all out very cold and calculating one by one. 
um, gets exactly what he needs. I love the closing shot on this. I'm not going to spoil that for folks unless Matt wants to talk about it. <laughs> but the very closing shot to this book. But first, so- I want to mention the, the sort of last, like, as he gets the gems and he, and he screams out, the universe belongs to me. There's some amazing um, art pages of, like, his face and then the cosmos. And then you've got this weird picture of uh, a close-up of his face and they have his head kind of cut open and there's these people being strangled by these red threads in like makes his me want pasta. brain. Yeah. <laughs> there's just some weird art going on here. Let's just say that. And it's, it's amazing for this time period. Um, this is some crazy stuff. And if you like that, you know, if you miss that seventies, eighties sort of psychedelic comic book art where the colors are bright and there's weird stuff going on, it's very surreal. Very surreal kind of art going on here. And I love it. Are you well, there? I, I also love it. <laughs> Do we want to spoil the end? No. Okay. That's I was debating. Sp- that's why I'm quiet. I'm sorry. I'm debating that. No, okay. I can't. We won't spoil that, the end. You, you have, have to, to buy read this. this. And at the very end, you'll be like, oh. If you want to absolutely know them and you don't want to buy this and you're like, man, I don't want to buy it, but I want to know, just message me on Facebook or send a, a letter to Matt <laughs> and we'll spoil it for you fair yeah. and square then. There you go. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we got a special feature to do, so let's score this bad boy. Uh, story-wise, I'm going to have to give this like a 9.5 and then the art was like a perfect 10 for me. All right, yeah, I'm feeling solid 10 on the art. I'm feeling uh, same as my other, a 9 on story. Um, just both of these books, uh, it's a good week for us. Yeah. we. I think we should follow it up by reading horrible books, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we intentionally would find them. But. I want to read the Infinity Gauntlet now. That's, you know. That's that might be bad, I don't know. Have you read it? I have only dabbled in it because okay. it was such a huge thing and I was too young to have all that. Yeah, I, I think... Being where we are at this stage in our lives and, and knowing some of the history, I think, it's particularly after reading this, I, I really want to see what happens after. So that's the next step. Yep. But our next step is to go into the special oh, oh, feature. Did you? <laughs> I, I did that's that, right, folks. With, we need your help without assistance. Uh, for, we need some kind of soundboard because Matt is just going to pass out one day doing his own sound. <laughs> I have echo effects. I just I wanted to do it myself. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> if it sounds really bad, I'll find real uh, echo effects. Uh, I like it. Did you like you know, it? I just want to explain to folks that they should <laughs> they should help us. We don't know what we're doing. They, they love us. We don't know what we're doing. Just listen to the show. That's all the help we need. Yep. Listen to the show and it's precious time and some feedback. Yes, we do need feedback, and let's go ahead and work that in before we get on the special feature. Um, you can reach us by emailing us info at apeforcomics.com, or you can go to apeforcomics.com and just uh, communicate with Neil on the Facebook end. On we the Facebook, a, we got a Twitter account. You can you can twit me if you want. And you can go to stashmycomics.com, who's one of our sponsors. Great website, great people. Go on there, sign up for the forums, and check out the podcast section. 
you can comment about our episodes below there. Also, I meant to say, we are on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and hit that little search bar and type in Stash My Comics or, or Ape for Comics, uh, we come up under the Stash My Comics podcast. We have a bunch. Uh, well, we have 18 here, and the old show has some, and I'm in some of the old show, and there's some other awesome people from Stash My Comics on the show. So we have quite a back catalog now of, Gosh, almost a year and a half worth of podcasts, so go there and listen and like us. Yes, please. Unless you hate <laughs> us, and that would be terrible. So, Or yes, you could always tell me you guys suck, and I'll try to be better. Yeah, we will try to be better. I won't speak for Matt, because I don't know. He He's he's good. I'm not might be for anybody. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get StashMyComics.com is the leading free online interactive comic book database. Catalog your comics and track prices, character, and creator appearances. Follow the daily blog reviews, editorials, and a weekly podcast. Connect with other fans through member reviews and discussion forums. Keep abreast of site updates on Twitter at StashMyComics and find us on Facebook. StashMyComics.com, powered by Geek Energy. Nailed it. Okay. Serials. The special feature, we decided we were going to sort of just chat a little bit about the industry, the state it's in. Here was my big question as I drove home today. I would propose this question to you. Do you think comic books in their current form will still be around in a hundred years? About a few months ago, I would have said there's no question in my mind. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I don't know. Um, honestly, if they were going to go out and be completely digital, I almost think it would have happened already. Yeah. Um, there's something about the... It's, it's not just the books. It's not just the, the, the actual comic books that are a part of being a comic book fan, I don't think. Right. There's the shop... Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, there's the camaraderie of uh, talking with people at the shop. You know, not just the people that run it, but there's also just uh, the whole culture of comic books. I don't think that that would be very well maintained and represented only in a digital format. I know we have forums. I know we have, uh, you know. Facebook outlets, and I know people are coming out of their houses less and less. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll ever be completely paperless. Oh, I'll change that. Maybe we will be. Maybe in a hundred years, I could, I could see it. It's just one of those things that I think is still too, too early to call. Right. Um. I, I just right now I'll say I'll still say no, but that no has been cut into, mm-hmm. in large part by some of the crazy sales and discounts you could get uh, on the digital side of things. Right. Uh, the reason I think they kind of wash each other's hands, though, and that I don't think there has to be one or the other, and the reason I think they'll, 100 years from now, I believe they could be still coexisting, um, whether it be still largely a paper format, like you know physical comic format, or whether it's mostly digital by then. It's because... 
if you miss an issue that just can't be obtained or there's just silly prices for an issue mm -hmm. that you're looking to just read, right? digital is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've found that um, it's not that my comic shop can't find it for me, but perhaps they're finding it from someone who's being unreasonable and that's the only avenue. Well, I can go straight to the publisher now or straight to Comixology or whatnot, and I can get that book for cover price right? Um, on a lot of these. So it's... I find it to be a great resource in that fashion. And honestly, I, I'm not sure. I can't tell at times whether or not um, these publishers are trying to cut out their middlemen or not. Yeah. Um, that are the great comic stores that I love. There's just, It just wouldn't be the same without them. Yeah. I don't think me as a person that I would – I don't think I would keep collecting uh, on the level I collect at digitally. Yeah, no. And And even when I do buy stuff digitally – um, I, I like it. I like reading that way, particularly at night um, when I can just turn off all the lights and, and read that way. Uh, I love that. But at the end of the day, when I buy it digitally, it never feels like I own it. And and that's that's big for me because you always feel like, oh, yeah, I can read that. But I really can't because it exists in a cloud somewhere, you know. What if what if the world ends and there's no more batteries and your batteries die? Exactly. There's no more internet. And all <laughs> you have is your box of 300 comics. I know. <laughs> and see, that's what, that's what it is. I like having them physically um, for a resale value, even though you're not going to get that much for them. If you got a big stack of comics, you can push them out on eBay. You can make, you know, some of your money back uh, to continue to buy more stuff that you are more interested in. I think if anything's going to happen, we might a hundred years from now, see that single issues are dying down. What, what I'm envisioning sort of here is, okay, you like this comic. We're not going to waste our time uh, printing out single issues. We will collect it in a collected edition. In the meantime, if you want to download it digitally, uh, here's the book at a reasonable price. And then, you know, month to month, you pay maybe 99 cents an issue. And then you've got the whole collection digitally. And then, Hey, did you like it? Okay, here it is in you know a beautiful hard book or hardcover, or here's trade paperback. I could definitely see something like that eventually happening for some of these companies. Right? Would you would you buy into something like that? Particularly, uh, you know, like basically a company saying we're we're going to tell this story, but no single issues. If you want the single issues, you want to follow along, you do it digitally. When we're done, here's this collected edition. Maybe they knock a little bit off the price if you've bought all the digital stuff. It'd have to be a really good story. Yeah. It'd have to be like really good for me to buy it yeah. two times. In addition, yeah. Um, but that's not saying I don't have stories like that. I buy yeah. Mouse Guard singles, hardcover. Uh, I've got huge silk, like gold leaf editions. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but that's what I'm saying. It's only for very particular type the thing that comics has going for it i think is is first of all it's 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 an art form that is so beloved i could see even if everything tried to go away i could see like a rogue independent saying no you know we're gonna do this we're not making hardly any money we're all starving but we love this this much to do it you know yeah i don't think it'll ever go away because there's always going to be people that love it that much is it going to evolve certainly but I don't think it's going to end up like the music industry because 
the 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 format isn't really hasn't really changed you look at music and it used to be the big record players and, and so people would collect those because they were collectible items and then suddenly we get down to tapes and dvd i'm sorry cds and now we're at mp3s now of course we have digital comics but you can still go out and they're still the same size as they were for, for the most part you know 40 50 years ago yeah i could see that it i, I don't know I, I think it has a certain nostalgia to it that that i just i'm confident i'm hopefully and maybe i'm more hopeful than anything that it's it's going to remain um at least the way it is now you can buy digital but you can collect and and Everybody will be okay. The, the the comic book stores won't go out of business because people want to get up in the morning and have something to do instead of sitting there in front of their computer all day. Yeah, some people do. There's some people that still don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just sit in front of a computer all day. But yeah, I think it's the culture. Yeah. I think even the introverts like the comic book culture and they like to come out at those very special times of conventions or yeah. that once a week for the shop. So. And I think conventions will definitely help in the long run uh, to to keep this business alive. I mean, if you've noticed, I mean, cons have been popular for a while, but but now it's it's becoming so mainstream. I mean, there's people who I wouldn't have dreamed of a few years ago saying talking about cons, and suddenly they're like, "Hey, I, I read in the news there was a con. I know you like comics. Are you going? You know, this type of thing. People taking their kids, not because they know anything about comics, but because they heard cons are fun and you can go dress up and then they go and they pick up some comics and this type of stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, I love them. We're going out to them, especially with my buddy, Matt. <laughs> so, And we're going to be going to a con soon. I, I want to. <laughs> Chris is going, I'm going, we're, we're, we're talking about the Raleigh Durham. What is it called? What's the official name? The NC comic con. Okay. That makes sense. The NC Comic Con, so it's uh, not like Heroes, which is also in uh, North Carolina, but in Charlotte, uh, Heroes Con, but it's just called NC Comic Con. I've never been. I just know Gail Simone's going to be there, so that's pretty awesome. David Peterson, I love him to death, is going to be there as well, yeah. so I'm excited. Lots of good people out there. I want to say Phil Noto, Frank Cho, um, just a couple names at the tip of my mind. There's 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 going to be some good people there. It's not one of your bigger cons, but there's definitely some well-known names, and I just like going and and talking with folks and, and meeting the creators and, and picking up some books. I love it. Me too. And as long as that's around, <laughs> hopefully comics will survive. And I think I don't think we're in any danger. Let's just keep going and supporting our local shops. We support bndcomics.com, and I'm sure you have a local shop at least within an hour's range of you. Um, Maybe when you wake up one morning, don't download the digital. Go right to the store. Pick up the the hard copies. You have it in your sweet little hands. I highly encourage that. Digital, yes. I like to use as a resource to help me fill in spots if I have to. Mm -hmm. um, if it's something I know is going to be too much of a pain to track down. Or if I've got a show coming up with you, right. and we absolutely want to read a certain uh, comic that I just can't wait for because of a deadline. Right. Um, but otherwise, uh, I'm a pretty patient guy, and they always get it to me nice and and solid. And I'm done right by those those awesome, hardworking folks. Yep. And that's honestly supporting uh, part of American history. 
yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, comics are just one of those things that's truly American um, as far as it's one of the oldest pastimes in America. It's up there with uh, baseball, if you yeah. guys look at it. And it's just, I, I like that. I love it. I don't want it to go away. Nope. And it never will. <laughs> Not as long as I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to, I'll try to hang on to that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we're running out of time here. Hey, since we always plan next week's show, what do you think about talking about quantum and quantum and Woody? Sure enough. We could just talk about Valiant perhaps. It's yeah. a big Valiant spill. Yeah, because we're starting to really like Valiant. <clears throat> I've got two books of theirs now on my pull list, and uh, digitally, I, I snatched up a bunch of Shadow Man and liked that. And I'm about um, to start Archer and Armstrong onto my list. Believe, yeah, so. I've I've got their trades sort of on my list. I'm about ready to pull the trigger on that order too. So, loving the Valiant right now. Uh, watch out, and Marvel and DC. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, with DC. Um, I know everybody's preaching to hate on them, mm-hmm. you know, well, not everybody, but a lot of people I talk to. I'm wondering about their numbers, though, because from what I could tell, even though there's a lot of, of yelling, I think they're still being bought pretty heavily, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. Yeah. But I don't know what it means in the long run with uh, the indies being as strong as they can. I don't think we can afford to keep having these pay-per-views that people aren't happy with Yeah. as, as far as, you know, big events on both sides of the, uh, the Marvel and DC I'm very happy so far with the big crossovers now, right now at Marvel, but as usual, I'm worried about how they end. If they can end these well, it might change my mind a little bit, but if yeah. these if these flop, I'll tell you, it'll be my last ones for a long time. Yeah. It, so. it's, it's like you said when you mentioned the pay-per-view thing, for those of you who, who don't get the reference, we're, we're going down the wrestling road, and, and with wrestling for a while there, it was all about the monthly pay-per-view and so during the week you would watch shows, but everything was geared towards that next pay-per-view. And you never really felt like there was any closure or any time to rest. And, and I, I, obviously that's what we've been seeing the last, I don't know, few years that I've been reading comics. And I don't know, for me it's getting a little tiresome. I, I looked at some of Valiant stuff, and, and even though they are starting to sort of intertwine uh, their stuff, um, they're building a really cool universe, and I hope they're able to stay away from... Uh, the model that Marvel and DC have and kind of do their own thing. Um, you know, have a crossover every once in a while, but let's not continue to do this and interrupt what could be some really solid runs. I concur. Good. Good. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I, I was just, I was channeling Thanos there. So. It is good. <laughs> All right. Well, you folks be good. I hope you enjoy the show. Drop us a line, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you all very much. See you next week.